0: chapter 6 of the inevitable this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by Lynn thompson the inevitable by louis couperus translated by alexander therodamatos chapter 6 She remained indoors for a day or two and had her meals served in her room One morning however, she was going for a stroll in the Villa Borghese when she met young van der staal on his bicycle Don't you ride he asked jumping off? No Why not it is an exercise which doesn't suit my style Cornelie replied vexed at meeting anyone who disturbed the solitude of her stroll May I walk with you? Certainly He gave his machine into the charge of the porter at the gate and walked on with her quite naturally without saying very much It's beautiful here. He remarked his words seemed to convey a simple meaning she looked at him for the first time attentively You're an archaeologist she asked No, he said deprecatingly. What are you then? Nothing Mama says that just to excuse me I am nothing and a very useless member of society at that and I am not even well off But you are studying aren't you? No, I do a little casual reading my sisters call it studying Do you like going about as your sisters do no I hate it. I never go with them Don't you like meeting and studying people? No, I like pictures statues and trees a poet no nothing i am nothing really she looked at him with increased attention he was walking very simply by her side a tall thin fellow of perhaps twenty-six more of a boy than a man in face and figure but endowed with a certain assurance and restfulness that made him seem older than his years he was pale he had dark cool almost reproachful eyes And his long lean figure in his badly kept cycling suit betrayed a slight indifference as though he did not care what his arms and legs looked like He said nothing but walked on pleasantly unembarrassed without finding it necessary to talk Cornelie however grew fidgety and sought for words It is beautiful here she stammered. Oh It's very beautiful he replied calmly without seeing that she was constrained so green so spacious so peaceful those long avenues those vistas of avenues like an antique arch over yonder and Far away in the distance look St. Peter's always St. Peter's It's a pity about those queer things lower down that restaurant that milk tent people spoil everything nowadays Let us sit down here. It is so lovely here They sat down on a bench It is such a joy when a thing is beautiful he continued people are never beautiful things are beautiful Statues and paintings and then trees and clouds Do you paint? Sometimes he confessed grudgingly a little but really everything has been painted already, and I can't really say that I paint Perhaps you write too there has been even more written than painted much more Perhaps everything has not yet been painted, but everything has certainly been written. Every new book that is not of absolute scientific importance is superfluous. All the poetry has been written, and every novel, too. Do you read much? Hardly at all. I sometimes dig up an old author. But what do you do, then? she asked suddenly, querulously. Nothing, he answered calmly, with a glance of humility. I do nothing. I exist. Do you think that a good mode of existence? No. Then why don't you adopt another? As I might buy a new coat or a new bicycle. You're not speaking seriously, she said crossly. Why are you so vexed with me? Because you annoy me, she said irritably. He rose, bowed civilly, and said, Then I had better go for a turn on my bicycle. And he walked slowly away. What a stupid fellow, she thought peevishly. But she thought it tiresome that she had wrangled with him because of his mother and his sisters. End of chapter 6